Hi everyone, welcome to a special edition of ISPM Talks. I am your host, Marcela Hofmal Mourão. Well, actually today your host is going to be an ISPM student. Lina Hallensleben is a second year student and also a member of the ISPM PR team. And if you remember, on our second episode, I mentioned that the students needed to conduct an interview and record a podcast for their assessment in Research 3. So, I chose Lina's podcast to be showcased here. Her research topic was 100% aligned with the ISPM vision of making the world better through sports by developing students with a game-changing mindset. So... With no further ado, I give you Lena's podcast. Enjoy! Hello everyone and thank you for tuning in on this week's episode. I am your host, Lina Hallensleben, a second-year international sport management student from the Hague University of Applied Sciences. This week's episode was inspired by my research question, how to become a game-changer when you are still a student. In order to answer this question, I will have a chat with someone who has become a game-changer and someone I truly admire, Paulina Fritz. Paulina started playing basketball when she was still a child. After graduating from high school, her focus shifted towards foreign languages and cultures so that she studied international culture and business studies at the University of Passau from 2015 to 2019. While she was studying, Paulina became a young change maker at the German National Olympic Committee and was also the team manager of the German under-18 women's national basketball team. In 2019, Paulina moved to Japan for her master's degree. She successfully studied sports and Olympic studies at the University of Tsubaku and just graduated two weeks ago. While she was studying in Japan, Paulina not only became an IOC young leader and established the Basket Academy in Senegal, she was also an Olympic and Paralympic intern at Panasonic and a young sports maker at the Global Sports Week. In my opinion, Paulina is the perfect fit for this week's episode because she has lots of experience in volunteering and because she has truly become a game changer. Furthermore, I just want to highlight again that Paulina made all these major accomplishments while she was still a student so that I am convinced that she can become a true role model for many current students. Before the chat with Paulina, I would like to present my research findings to you. Sport is a two-sided sword. It can certainly have a positive impact on society, but also a negative one. It is often said that sport functions as a mirror of society, and congenial to this perception, Kaufmann and Wolf found out that sport is often used to justify current social and political systems. The authors further argued that sport reinforces sexism, racism and homophobia, and that sport also provides a platform to promote violent and militaristic masculinity. However, sport can also positively impact society. According to Coakley, the great sport myth is a widely spread assumption 
that sport is purely good and that this goodness can be transferred onto athletes and sport participants. While researchers like Kaufmann and Wolf found out that sport can lead to an increase in self-esteem, confidence, poise and self-assurance, the transfer of social values from sport onto its participants is not self-evidently. Coakley argues that additional work is required in order to use sport for individual and community development and that solely participating in sport or hosting sport events is not enough. Researchers like Hartmann and Quauk are convinced that sport can actively be used as a tool for social change and transformation. That is where Sport for Development, SFD, programs or initiatives come into play. Schulenkopf et al., the authors of the book Managing Sport Development, an International Approach, explain that SFD programs aim to assist in accomplishing community well-being. With these programs, social, cultural, psychological, educational or economic goals can be achieved. What sounds good in theory is unfortunately not always the case in practice. Kaufmann and Wolf point out that many SFD programs have to be considered ineffective. The reason for the assumptions are multifaced. Firstly, many SFD programs simply reproduce established social relations and normalize Western beliefs. Secondly, many SFD programs focus less on the empowerment and the encouragement of the marginalized youth and more on re-socialization and recalibration, which does not facilitate real change. The main issue that Kaufmann and Wolf highlight is that for real change, structural transformation is required and that most SFD programs fail to address this. As a consequence, game changes are needed in order to make SFD programs effective and to facilitate structural transformation. According to the Oxford Learners Dictionary, a game changer is a person, an idea, or an event that completely changes the way a situation develops, which is a very broad definition. As imprecise as this definition is the literature available about game changers. Most of the literature is focused on events or products rather than human beings. The reason why I decided to center my research around university students is that students account for a majority of volunteers. To find out why so many students are volunteering, Handy et al. investigated their motivations for volunteering and were able to identify two types of motivations, altruistic and utilitarian. Altruistic motives are, for example, religious beliefs or the desire to help others. As opposed to that, utilitarian motives are centered around enhancing human capital so that students are, for example, volunteering to develop skills or to build up a good resume. Handy et al. found out that most students across the globe volunteer for altruistic reasons. However, one has to keep in mind that the accuracy of these findings is debatable as motivations can change over time or students could feel too ashamed to admit that they only volunteer for themselves. If all these volunteering students who are already volunteering for altruistic reasons and the sake to make a difference develop a game-changing mindset the SFD issue highlighted by Kaufmann and Wolf could be solved. Therefore, it is important to investigate how students can become game changers. Consequently, 
I am more than happy that I will be accompanied by Paulina today, who will tell us how she developed her game-changing mindset. Hi and welcome, Paulina. It's really nice to have you here with me today. So how are you doing and where are you calling from today? Thank you very much for giving me the chance to talk to you. Um, I'm doing very well. I'm back in Germany now um, and I'm currently based in Magdeburg. So yeah, I'm back from Japan for my studies and enjoy to be back in Germany. That sounds great. So mm -hmm. let's just dive right in. Um, how did you get involved in sports in the first place? So I started playing basketball when I was six years old and then I continued to play throughout my whole childhood and youth and, and yeah, it really became my big passion. So I stuck with the, with that throughout the years and then also went a bit into volunteering and um, ex expanding into other sports and gaining a bit more experience. But basically basketball is where it all started and where it's still going. That's nice to hear. And when was the moment that you decided that you just don't want to participate in sports, but also make like an extra contribution to the sport? Um, that was actually when I was still playing. So I started to be the um, assistant coach for a youth team in my club. Mm -hmm. And I liked helping there and uh, giving back to the younger ones. And I also engaged a bit in um, organizing some camps and helped with the general organization in my local club. So, yeah, that was where it started to like expand to not only be a player, but also be engaged in other areas of sports or specifically basketball in my case. So you would say that your intentions or what motivated you to be a volunteer is more um, value based or also how you can, can say it altruistic? because you just like to help people. Did I understand that correctly? I think that was the case in my local environment, yes, because like our club, our basketball club was really like a family. So you also engaged with the parents from the different teams, with all the other team members, from the younger ones to the older ones. You had the chance to also talk to the older ones, which gave you a lot, but so you were also open to talk to the younger ones and yeah help a bit with their development so in the first place i would call it altruistic or more like kind of a natural feeling to behave like this yeah so yeah i, I would agree with that was that also um the reason why you decided to uh, apply for the ioc young leaders or how did you get into that program yeah i think that was very related so after school I also gained a bit of international experience um, and I think that was more like personally motivated. So I wanted to develop myself. So I decided to go abroad to dive into the sports world abroad. Um, and then I saw the announcement of the IOC Young Leaders Program, which was formerly called IOC Young Changemaker Program. And I had the chance to um, guide the, the cultural and educational activities during the Youth Olympic games in Buenos Aires for the German team members and that was a very very nice experience for me personally but I also had the feeling that the athletes um, really liked that part and they could also get some insights from my perspective from my broader pers perspective which extended not only the sports focus but was going a bit more the holistic approach of yeah personal development culture and education. Sounds good. 
So did you uh, come up with the idea to found the Basket Academy before the program or was that something that you developed with the time? Um, I think the general idea or, or generally a, an approach of using basketball to connect cultures and foster education, I had that idea before, but because of the IOC Young Leaders Program and the chance to apply for seed funding and also the mentorship uh, within the program, uh, that really motivated me to continue with that idea and to um, yeah, form it into a business approach and gain more experience, develop mm -hmm. the idea further. And that was really motivated by the IOC Young Leaders Program, where I got very good help from not only the mentors, but also the former young leaders who had a lot of experience from different areas. Can you maybe please uh, elaborate a little bit more what the uh, Basket Academy is? Because I feel like some of my listeners will probably not have heard of about it uh, before. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so the general idea of Basket Academy is to create global citizens through basketball, culture and education. So it's based on a holistic approach of connecting the three areas with each other, to foster intercultural understanding, connect cultures with each other, have intercultural basketball events, which are based on a learning topic like education for sustainable development, um, and also foster the youth development, contribute to the sustainable development goals, and yeah, foster the general development and yeah, contribute to a better world through sports, like the IOC would say. <laughs> Very true. So the sport is not the the center of the program, but the development of the youth. Yeah, I, I would say the sports is more like the the mean of how to pursue what I want to do, how to fulfill the mission. So I want to focus on a play-based education that you integrate some of the learning mm -hmm. topics in practices, in camps, in sports events spe specifically basketball in that case so that you can use the passion the joint passion for the sport um, that is uh, present in all of the participants and use this to engage in other areas and to strive for personal development which goes beyond basketball and beyond the basketball skill set i can imagine that that takes a lot of time to organize and to plan and also to execute so how were you able to balance volunteering and being a student? Um, it is definitely time consuming, but as it is my passion and it's combining my, my passions, um, it is something that I could organize quite well. So, for example, during my studies uh, and I did a master's abroad in Japan, which was focusing on Olympic studies. So during that time, I had the chance to do an internship in Senegal, where I was implementing a basket academy day, a youth Olympic day. So I could use the time um, during my studies for this. Um, also, the IOC Young Leaders program cycle was uh, in parallel to my studies. So you had to organize yourself quite well, but you could also find ways of how to connect the areas with each other as they were quite yeah, quite from the same area. So I, I could always try to find ways to connect them with each other. And did your university or your degree program in particular have any influence on your volunteering activities or actively support you? Um, they also provided funding uh, for an internship. And this internship I did at Panasonic in Tokyo. And during that time, I could 
um, yeah, develop the relationship with the um, sponsor of the IOC Young Leader Program, get other uh, interesting insights in the Olympic and Paralympic uh, marketing area. Um, and at the same time, we were implementing two events, which were also very related to Basket Academy. So I would say the university had a um, indirect providing the infrastructure and also the funding to conduct this kind of internship. Here at my university, uh, our teachers always uh, try to teach us how to become a game changer and just this game changing mindset, which makes us better leaders of tomorrow. And I'm really interested in knowing uh, for you, what is a game changer? I've actually, I, I've never used this word before, but I, I think it's a, it's a great word. Um, so I would say for me, it's someone who addresses uh, existing problem actively and tries to find solution to actually change this problem that this person identified. So this is something that we also did in the IOC Young Leaders Program. We were motivated to find problems that are persistent in our communities, in our local communities, or even globally, um, to have this mindset and then find the best fit, the best solution and ways of how you can personally use your strengths to address these problems and try to solve them or at least partially um, contribute to limit this problem. So that's how I would define a game changer. Very well. That's really close to what we also learned that you <laughs> just have to be creative, come up with a very unique solution to a problem, an issue or that could be a person, a project, or something else. So in that case, would you describe yourself as a game changer? <laughs> That's a tough question. <laughs> um, I, I think in some ways, what I was doing within the IOC Young Leaders Program, I've tried to be a game changer. I've tried to address problems actively. Um, but even more importantly, I, I would say I will try to continue to be a game changer or to even become a better game changer and find more ways, find more innovative ways um, to address these problems that are persistent, especially in the world of sports um, and try to change, make some changes and contribute to a better world um, through sports as there are so many negative impacts sport can have, so many negative areas of sports that are mainly forgotten when you talk about the great Olympic experience uh, or the benefits of sport. So there's definitely some changes that can be made. I absolutely agree with you. And uh, who do you think can become a game changer? Does, does that have any requirements? Because you mentioned now the IOC Young Leaders Program, that they taught you a lot about the Olympic values and also what issues are out there in the world of sport. Is that something everyone has to have some kind of background in sport or do you think that just basically everyone can become a game changer? For me, there's no specific knowledge or skills required um, and especially you don't have to be from the world of sports in order to make some changes there. So if I can give you some examples from our IOC Young Leader program, we were 55 people from around the world and some were lawyers, some were um, from the media sector some were still studying, others already had like 10 years of work experience. So we were very diverse, um, but at the same time, everyone was trying to use the personal benefits, the personal strength in order to find 
solutions. So we had, for example, someone who wrote a children book in order to motivate uh, the less benefited children and give them examples of how they can strive in their own lives. We had someone who was very good in media design and she designed a board game um, where she addressed some Olympic values and topics. Uh, someone like me who designs uh, education programs through basketball on a play-based approach. So we really had different areas and everyone was an expert in some way and could use the personal background and experience to contribute to whatever problem he or she identified. It's very interesting to listen to all these like different solutions to the same kind of issues. And I think that's really remarkable. So uh, before we wrap the session up, I just wanted to ask uh, what your tips are for students who also want to make a difference and also would like to volunteer. Um, I think the first point is to um, inform yourself. So if you've got an interest, if you think there's an area where you might be able to contribute, um, try to find as many information as possible and be informed. Um, look out of what is already there because there are already many praxis examples. And then the second one would be to try to engage at many, many places, try to take any chance that you can get. Um, just apply for different kind of programs that might be interesting to yourself. Talk to many people. Um, try to find areas where you can fit and where your expertise can really help and make it significant contribution to the issue that you have identified. I have nothing to add to that. So thank you very much, Paulina, for the session here. At least it has inspired me and I hope it will also inspire all my listeners. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure to talk to you. What a fascinating podcast chat with Paulina. I am very happy that I had the chance to talk to her and to listen to her journey. I really hope you enjoyed the chat as much as I did. Now, what is the answer to my research question? Well, I don't think that there is one correct answer to this question. Paulina's story made me realize that every volunteer experience is different and shaped by various influences. When talking about the start of her volunteering activities, Paulina said that she started volunteering in the first place because she wanted to support her local community. However, her motivation to apply for the ISC Young Leaders program was a different one. Originally, she saw the program as a way for personal development. But as it turned out, the program also helped her to implement a project that has already been on her mind, using basketball to educate and empower people. And the Best Academy has certainly become a game changer for many people in Senegal. What I particularly found interesting was that Paulina has neither heard of the term nor used the term game changer before. That leads me to the assumption that it was never her intention to become a game changer. And still, she became one. I conclude that Paulina's social environment, the mentorship she has received, and her engagement in programs like the ISC Young Leaders have shaped her and her volunteering journey. Consequently, I believe that social aspects play an important role when it comes to developing a game-changing mindset. So, what does that mean for us students? Basically, everyone can become a game-changer through his or her own way. Thank you for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. One, two.
Thank you, Lina. We certainly enjoyed this conversation with Paulina, and she definitely is a great example of a game changer. So again, thank you very much. And I must say, as the teacher of Research 3, I am very proud of all the students that submitted their podcast for their assessment. I really appreciate the effort they put into doing the research, to finding sources, to interviewing people. Uh, it was really great to listen to all of the podcasts and um, who knows maybe I will showcase a few more in here now that we have this channel so yeah let's wait for it in the meantime stay safe cheers